What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Tone Talk with Mark Uzanski and Dave Friedman. Amp extraordinaire. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to throw that in there. Um, I hope everybody's Tortured doing good. Questions. <laughs> Tortured by questions, and I'm Mark who's asking. Um <laughs> I, I didn't put a cute name this time, although 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 when Mark and I tested because I had a new setup at my place here, I, I just had fuck as my name. <laughs> I mean, I should have left that. That would have been Yeah, funny. you should have. That was one of those days. <laughs> That's great. Um, we got already have super chats <laughs> already. Like We're people starting already starting early. People are already sending questions. I appreciate it. Uh, I see Vinny's already in the chat. Cheers. Vivi. I'm drinking champagne this morning. I don't know why. I just thought it was a good idea. <laughs> I got Gatorade. It's a little <laughs> little early. Although, um, I'm going to see... It, it uh, is early, but you know, is champagne really a... Hmm. Uh, is, is there a time frame on champagne? No. I would do mimosas, but I don't really care for orange juice that much. So, uh, we'll just go champagne. Yeah, why not? It's a mimosa a without seems, the... Seems like I need like a breakfast with this, though. Um, a breakfast would help. Uh, a breakfast <laughs> would help, but yeah. But uh, there's no breakfast. Yeah. Um, my cousin, both my cousins called me like right at the start of the show. The only um, way I get breakfast is if I order it while on air. <laughs> Do they deliver we're in no, California, man. Yeah, everything's delivered. Yeah, exactly. What am I talking Anything about? Anything your heart desires can be delivered. <laughs> Uber, Literally Uber anything. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, uh, you might pay for that, but <laughs> yeah, you'll pay extra. Hell, 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 you know, you know, you can at Target, you can you can get same day delivery. You're really? gonna pay like it's like extra ten dollars, but you can actually get them to bring you anything from Target. To your doorstep within an hour, <laughs> you pay like ten dollars or something to do it. Really? Yeah. You just go on the website. Uh, yeah, order? yeah, yeah. It's an option. At least, at least here, it's an option. And wow. you know, I hate going to Target. So um, <laughs> I pretty much that ten dollars really seems quite good. <laughs> <laughs> I hate going anywhere these days, except out to eat. But yeah, yeah, the, the, I, I pretty much don't. Does anyone go to? I mean, I guess in some states, maybe you guys actually go to stores and buy things, but I, I don't. I mean, literally, it's like, well, can we get it? Amazon? Yes. Am oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yes. I know. It's destroying the world, though. I, I mean, I, like, but, but, but is it, or is it just a well, new way it, of doing things? I, I don't know. What's it going to be like in. 10 years when there's no place to go shopping like no place to go like <clears throat> well, kind of boring you know like when you want to just get out of your house and just go somewhere go for a bike ride <laughs> true go for a walk go for a run go for go to the gym go somewhere yeah well it's, it's go on vacation <laughs> go yeah. to a restaurant there's going to be nothing left eventually. No, restaurants will be around. Restaurants Stores won't be. be. Stores will not be. Malls are already almost kaput. It's crazy you know? that mall. But I see them still building strip malls, and it, I shake my head sometimes. Well, strip strip malls is one thing, but because um, people frequent a strip mall, like they run to, you know, if there's a convenience store in there, they run there. The drugstore, they run there. Um, but mall, mall, 
Oh yeah, yeah, they're done. Oh man, that is a that's a dead um that's a that's a dead concept, I think. Like you, even with the Westfield Mall and stuff like that in LA. Well, I mean, there, there, I mean, there's some outdoor malls that aren't a dead concept here, like um, um, the, the Grove or something, which is you get lots of people because because there's lots of restaurants and things and people go and then they browse around outside and tourists too. and tourists. But yeah. indoor malls. Yeah. Not something that gets built anymore. Yeah, it's true. What, what's happening is I've heard that Amazon's taken them over and uses them as their facilities. <laughs> that's what I actually heard. well in the midwest and stuff like that they end up taking them and use them as facilities um all right let's jump in we've got a question from joe furla ah, l scott music 7-eleven will endure for sure no doubt that's for sure <laughs> yeah you know the funny thing is there's um an incredible there's uh i realized our new factory uh so i, I had to run um there's a 7-eleven gas station by our new factory right um, which doesn't really exist too much here. Um, but the 7-Eleven store, I, I, I kind of in, am intrigued by certain 7-Eleven stores. Some are way better than others, I've noticed. <laughs> True. And this particular one is like crazy because of all the crazy stuff that's in it. I've never seen anything like this. They have all these uh, certain, uh, like... Um, snacks and things that are from like latin america or you know mm -hmm. like mexico and different things like that that you never ever ever see these flavors you never see like a pepsi zero mango okay yeah like i i, I if i drink a soda it's like a diet soda generally and, and like the the pepsi zero mango i'm like what what's this <laughs> by the way it's great <laughs> but this is not something you see anywhere and and only this 7-Eleven is the only place I've ever seen it. That's wild. Yeah. And they bake their cookies fresh at the 7-Eleven, which is odd, too. And things like that. like this, like, And crazy, like, just ethnic kind of uh, foods and stuff. And interesting. Hmm. I wonder why. Anyway, I mean, on, on to more important things. On to gear. On to gear. Just stop talking uh, about 7-Eleven. <laughs> Joe Furla. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Dave, starting with a Synergy module, what gear would you choose if you wanted to get a Landau-style 80s clean? Think Richard Marks, Joni Mitchell, what modern-day compressor, chorus, delay, reverb? Modern do, you have, do you have like a Sin 2 or something, maybe? I'm yeah, probably it sounds like thinking. he has a Sin 2. Um, well, uh, I know you didn't really ask about modules, but you know, probably a really good clean module would be of 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 use. You know, our um, probably the cleanest synergy module would be our our uh, um, Buxom. Oh God, what is it? B E B B. Yeah, module. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you get a B E channel and then you get a, a Buxom Betty channel, which is ultra clean uh and sparkly so that would be a great thing as far as modern day you if you want that stuff compressors and stuff geez i mean if you're really trying to get that old kind of deal i mean an old dbx 160 is great you're gonna need a you know a loop switcher for it to switch it in and out because you're not going to use that on uh dirty stuff mm -hmm. um those are great um 
they were you know wide widely used probably the one that was used most wi- widely uh during that time um uh, mike landau also used an eq during that time um to kind of tweak his soldano clean channel because that's not very sparkly to begin with it's a little bit dead sounding on that on that um preamp so he used an audio rtq um which is just a parametric eq and he just you did it to you know bump the top end a little bit and carve it a little bit um but uh so you were talking delays and things also what was he saying yeah uh, what modern delay uh Compressor, chorus, delay, reverb. Modern. So she threw in the modern part. Um, well, post like that, you're not going to, you can still get the DB, DBX 160. So I guess that's still modern. <laughs> um, modern delay, modern delay. I mean, to be honest, you can, you can do a lot of this stuff with, say, like uh, uh, a, like a modeler just used for effects like an axe effects or things like that um you might not not want to go there if you if you want to go simple more like pedal based stuff i mean a dd500 works great the uh you know the boss stuff works well i mean the the md500 for modulation it does all sorts of modulation the dd500 is great for delays Reverbs, there's some options. You don't need too much in the way of reverb, really. Um, you know, the new neighbor stuff, the 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 wet reverb and a few other immerse reverbs and stuff are quite good. Um, if you can, uh, I've mentioned it before, the, the Digitech Polara reverb, uh, which we've single-handedly driven the price up on, <laughs> um, is is really simple, but it sounds awesome. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can totally mimic mimic that kind of tone with, with the units I just mentioned. Cool. All right. Uh, we got Matt Johnson. Thanks for the super chat, Matt. Um, what is your preferred way to set adjustable bias amps? Cathode resistor, OT resistance, transformer, shunt? I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And is there a plate dissipation percentage you try to aim for? Okay, this is. You want me to answer this question? Because I'm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, generally speaking, um, it depends. Uh, It depends. Here we go. Here's our T-shirt. We we go. It depends. Tone talk. It depends. Um, uh, We should actually design that T-shirt. We should. We should. (laughs) Uh, So uh, I mean, certain amps have like a one ohm resistor on the tube sockets that you can measure your your current across uh and if they do i do that if they don't generally speaking i do like a bias probe um if they don't have that that's generally my method um which is essentially just a portable cathode resistor (laughs) um uh, plate dissipation, you know, I kind of know. Plate dissipation, you know, don't you don't have to go by the seventy, you don't have to go necessarily by the seventy percent rule. Um, often like sixty is better. Uh, but you know, I kind of know pretty much like 
in any like say 50 watt or 100 watt amp with 6L6s or EL34s um pretty much anywhere between 30 and 40 milliamps are probably fine you can decide where you like that Generally speaking, I like it on the lower side, more like 30 to 32 range. 6L6s maybe around the 35 range. Um, but that is optional. You know, you can actually physically listen to it and ju you decide what works for you. It, it, there's a lot dependent on that. Like how hard do you run the amp? If you play quiet all the time, it almost doesn't matter. Uh, if you're if you're cranking the amp, then it it really matters. Um, uh, so it's a moving target. What you're asking, sort of. Mm. Interesting question, though. Uh, stay curious. See below. Nice. And I'm looking below. Here we go. Dave, would you be open to making a JJ Junior head with the exterior of the Dirty Shirley? and remove the signature details of the exterior of the amp? Uh, I mean, technically we could, but I mean, the I'd have to change the panels, I think, on the amp also, because the, the panel on a, a JJ is uh, black and gold, and, you know, the Dirty Shirley stuff is... Um, Silver, right? is uh, silver and silver piping and it's a different kind of different look can that be done sure it can all be done although custom stuff right now is a little bit of a problem because we're so back ordered on production stuff so i mean i don't getting it done real fast right at the moment is kind of an issue okay i guess he just doesn't want to have the jj signature stuff on it Okay. Or I could, or the other way is I could just say tough. <laughs> Can't do it. <laughs> no, but I could do it if you want it. But I mean, it, you know, you know, you got to think, are you going to keep it forever? Or are you ever going to sell it? Because if you're ever going to sell it, it's probably better not to do that. Right. Because then weird. you're going to have to explain yourself. Yeah. What this is and all that stuff, you know. And then people are going to be like, is it original? And then they're going to ask me to change it back. <laughs> <laughs> probably uh charles lancaster and i know this was suggested up above uh dave navarro would be an interesting guest we're trying we're gonna yeah dave to... dave has a new b uh a new b100 i i don't i mean i don't think this would be a problem so we'll probably get that happening cool uh mike torrin what's happening mike hey mike uh, here he's coming to Florida. I might get a chance to see him down in my neck of the woods, see if I can get him over to my house. Uh, <laughs> we can jam a little bit, although I don't have any righty guitars. Bring a guitar, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or you're going to really suck. Because <laughs> 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 I know if I had to try to play a guitar left-handed, I would sound like my son who doesn't play guitar. <laughs> We just got a question for uh, from Michael Nielsen. What's up, Michael? Michael, I haven't asked. Come get Dave. your amp, Michael. I'm here. Oh, what champ did? What's he? Uh, just an oh. amp I repaired. Oh. It's, oh, it's cool. done. It's ready. Remember, I'm here on Saturdays too. If you're around. Oh, cool. Uh, can he explain a bit about what was 
quote unquote wrong with the original SLO effects loop? What can I use with it? What can't I? It, it doesn't really work for anything. So don't use anything with it. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, I mean, if you did use something in that effects loop, you would have to use some sort of high-end piece of rack gear, and maybe that will work. Um, the problem is it was after it was pre-tone stack, so it was pre-EQ, not post, and the signal level there is quite high, so it, it requires a unit that can take a signal level, a good, strong signal line-level signal, even maybe past line level. The problem also, though, is when you switch to the clean channel, that signal level now is less also there and that same point, considerably less. So the gain structures stuff is all wrong. It just doesn't work. Don't even bother. Hmm. <laughs> so can you have it replaced? Yes, I've done a million of those. Yes, you can have a, yeah, I did some for Warren Martini and a bunch of other people. <coughs> you you can have a proper effects loop put in the amp, no problem. I wonder, does it affect the no collectability of it? Uh, yeah, I, most people want that, <laughs> right? So, and I do it. it in such a way where I don't drill it in any in in any way. So, and it would be reversible if need if you really wanted it. Um, but I do it so it doesn't look different. That's cool. Uh, question from or or use it with your power station, and then you have a loop. That's interesting, right? Yep. Uh, Michael, if you have any more questions, just text me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just let me know. Gonzalo Cordovez, what's happening? Howdy, Gonza here from Chile. Question for both. Uh, one guitar, couple effects in front, one amp, couple on loop, no purpose, a casual chain. Um, so what are you, a are you asking what effects? Or what we would, would uh, we use? What would we what use? What would we use? Uh, I think that's maybe what he's asking. I think so. Hmm. Uh, in the loop, I would probably say just a delay maybe a dd500 for me uh just because it does a bunch of stuff and it works well I, I i don't use reverb generally so don't need that for my personal thing that i would like um in front boy that oh that's a whole big can of worms isn't it <laughs> I don't know. Depends on what kind of, you know, um, uh, 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 sounds you want and what you want to do. Uh, I mean, I probably would have some sort of octave pedal because I like that. Uh, maybe a Fox Rocks Octron pedal. I think that's an amazing pedal. Uh, in fact, that's a guy we should have on, Dave Fox. Hmm. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe you can reach out. I'll try. Yeah. Dave Fox from Fox Tone or Fox Rocks or whatever it is. Um, he's been around forever and done all sorts of cool stuff. Um, his Octron pedal is amazing. If you don't know about that pedal, it just sounds amazing. Hmm. Um, Never tried it. I also like Octavia pedals. That's something that goes way back. <laughs> 
uh, or even an old boss octave I really like too. It just depends on what I want to do. Um, in front, other than that, I mean, some modulation probably. For me, I have an old vintage Phase 45 pedal I really love and an old MXR um, micro flanger that I love. Um, you know, some wobbly stuff, some of that, maybe, maybe, uh, you know, maybe a boost of some sort. Um, I really like, um, for a tube screamer esque sort of boost to tighten things up. I really love the Cusack screamer or the screamer fuzz, which is a whole different thing. Hmm. Well, it's kind of the same thing. Plus the fuzz part, which is really neat sounding. Those, those sound amazing. Hmm. I haven't tried them. And what, what guitar and amp would you have? Uh, well, uh, well, I mean, if I were to pick oh, an amp, uh, you know, maybe my vintage 50 watt Plexi that everything started from for me. Um, maybe a fry at power station with that in order to use those effects. If I had to use one of my amps, probably a B100 Deluxe. Um, you know, that's just a question of a few. I mean, for me, that Marshall started everything for me. So so everything was kind of based off that. So mm. I, I can still get those sounds out of most of my products. But I still have the original. So, I mean, this is a loaded question. <laughs> you know, like, the, it's, the, the, it's like, what's your favorite child? Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't. Um, well, what kind of guitar do you typically gravitate towards? Uh, super, you know? super strat kind of thing. Uh, oh. uh, you know, ideally for me, like a humbucker and two singles hmm. kind of guitar. Uh, I, I mean, I have a. Um, well, we make guitars like that, but I also have um, a uh, road worn Fender Strat with a humbucker in the bridge that I really love. That is probably one of my favorites. I have actually two of those guitars. Gotcha. For me, I'd keep my Wolfgang, which is right there. If I could only have one guitar. Effects, uh, I'd probably have a Boost and a Phase 90, like a vintage Phase 90. I'd have a, a Delay DD500 in the loop. Um, and the amp i would have my be 100 right there there you go that's it done i'm done similar yeah pretty similar um yeah i love my wolfgang that's i don't cool. like i'm not really into a middle single coil i, I it just gets in my oh way. no no I, I love that yeah but i, I like not it not by itself i like how it I sounds love the, i love yeah. the bridge uh bridge middle Position. Mm, that, yeah. that just sounds amazing especially like if you're gonna go for a vox amp or something like that that's that's where it really shines hmm. that's cool well thanks for the question gonzalo uh let's see let me back up here okay i know i'm we've got a lot if i missed any in between i'll check um mark lavanish 4 ohm tube amp into 16 ohm 
two by 12 cab. Am I safe doing this? See so many conflicting arguments out there. Okay. Well, what amp is it? I'm assuming it's a vintage fender. Maybe if it's a, say a vintage fender amp, uh, it doesn't matter. Really doesn't. Hmm. Although you can really simply rewire your 16 ohm two by 12 cabinet to be four ohms. Cause that, that would mean if it's 16 ohms, that mean you have two eight ohm speakers in it. So you can run them in parallel and it'd be four ohms. So I, I don't know if, if, if you're talking a vintage fender, I'm not saying new. If you're talking a vintage fender, which four ohm sounds like a vintage fender, uh, like, you know, basement heads and things like that, like old ones, there's no, they don't seem to care what you do to them. That's wild. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, Tyler Bertan. What's up, fellas? Dave, you recently helped me get my JJ Jr. running into my Axe Effects with a Bray line-out box. Sounding killer. Thanks. Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, I have a Bray line-out box also. I've got two of them. <clears throat> I'd like to get him on, but he, he didn't want to come on. Yeah, I know. Nice guy. Though. I asked him too. Yeah, he just didn't, not yeah. interested. No, and him and Rick St. Pierre also from Wizard. They don't they don't do this stuff. Huh. Oh well. I think that's dumb, but but hey, to each his own, and that's fine. Yeah, everybody's comfortable. You know, some people yep. are uncomfortable with it. Um, Leon Baron. How's it going? Hey, Dave, what are your settings for the Fryat PS2 for maximum transparency? Simple. Both switches in uh, both of the toggle switches in the center and then the presence and depth off. I got to look at what I have mine on. No, I don't have that. I'm going to set that. I'll set it differently. <laughs> <laughs> that is really the trans. The, that's the proper... Hmm. Where do you have your switches? I've got the uh, the warm. I had the warm flat. Oh, no. You want to put that in the middle. That's a PS100, right? Yeah. Yeah, put it in the middle. All right, and then put the presence and depth down flat. At flat. Okay, cool. I will. Because uh, with the presence and depth down all the way, it's the most neutral flat power amp. And the other little toggle switches are just um, the uh, impedance curve of the load. Mm. And to do the proper impedance curve of the load that mimics the Celestion 4x12 or something something similar would be the two in the middle. Gotcha. Now, if you want to, I could alter the um, the boost with the presence and depth to be a little bit different if I wanted to. You can use the presence and depth if you want to create a sound that is different different from yeah. from transparent right yeah gotcha i mean that's fine there's nothing wrong with that it's like an eq right. you know right yeah if you just wanted a little more top end say on your your solo when you when you boost on the ps100 yeah or yeah or you you're you know maybe you're using an amp switcher into it and you're like oh i kind of want this a little sparklier okay great mm -hmm. right uh Rob's Tone Zone, thanks for the super chat. 
Dave, what EL34s and 12AX7s would you suggest for my JCM800 2203X? Also for my BE100 when they need replaced. EL34s. Oh, boy. Um, okay, EL34s, there's three suggestions that seem to be relatively reliable. Uh, we use the EH EL34s. Um, that's a small bottle kind of sound, more like the old German uh you know rft uh semen el34 sound uh that's the eh el34s there's also the mullard reissue el34s and the tongue sole uh tongue sole is a little bit of a cross between like a 6l6 and an el34 it's a little different sounding it sounds great though any of those will work well um 12ax7s are a little tougher right now um because the chinese 12ax7s don't exist anymore and those are the ones that would work really well in like cathode followers and different things like that um that's a tough one i mean i maybe sovtech wb preamp tubes i don't hate uh as far as your B100 goes, I mean, I would just leave what we have in them um, because unless it just upright fails, it's probably good for a long time. Um, we're currently, we're using EH7025s, which are a new tube. But they're a little less gain than some of the other tubes. But, I mean, we needed to find something that was reliable that worked, seemed to work well. And so far, they seem to be working okay. Um, maybe not my absolute favorite, but then again, I can't have my absolute favorite. Uh, a, a, I mean, a JJ preamp tube is not necessarily horrible and you could use that also in across the board in any of those amps. They will, they're a little thicker and a little darker than some tubes. So, but it's almost better if you use them completely across the board. If you're using those, then just using them in, you know, in certain spots. I, it's kind of a tough choice right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Rob, thanks for the super chat. Uh, uh, you know, like if you want to mix and match, I mean, in the first slot, a tongue sole might be good, but only really in the first slot. It's a, a brighter tube. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. Uh, guitar rocks. Thanks for the question. Um, hope you guys are doing well. What is your opinion on boss overdrive and MXR distortion distortion plus, which do you prefer and, or none of those at all? And why? Well, the boss <clears throat> very different, uh, MXR distortion plus never has been a favorite. And, and I don't particularly care for them at all. Uh, but they are similar to say a um dod overdrive 250 uh which can be kind of cool into a marshall just boosting a little bit but uh, distortion plus now a uh, boss overdrive though great super overdrive fantastic pedal great for boosting an already crunchy sort of marshall good at taming low end and tightening it up mm. uh great pedal if you go back a little further OD, uh, an od1 with a two knob it's super cool too. Great. 
Um, B. Keel, uh, Tone Talk, now brought to you by Depends. <laughs> I hope not. I awesome. Hope not. Thanks so yeah. much. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. Um, James Richard, thanks for the super chat. I have two double humbucker NoHo 24s. Both are not hum canceling in positions two and four. Is there a reason for this? Um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember what positions two and four are off the top of my head. Um, 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 you know, I have to look up what those are off the top of my head. I can't remember. I know we wired those in a certain way, so I can't totally answer that for you right now, but if you email me, uh, I can probably dig that up. I just have to look. Is it in the uh, spec sheet of the guitar? No, no, it isn't. Um, I just don't remember exactly how we wired those. Okay. But I can get to help get to the bottom of it for you. Gotcha. All right, cool. Uh, I was just looking to see. Um, okay. Austin Hackett. Can't believe it's already been a year since we lost EVH. Glad to see his car guitars hanging behind Mark, even if they're backwards. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. It, I was just telling Dave before we went live that I, because of the anniversary, I've been like, reading like crazy a bunch of different books i just finished up and um oh and the new book also that eruption book by brad talinsky mm -hmm. it's actually really good i think i sent you a picture of it yeah yeah uh, yeah you should grab it if you have a chance to read it um a lot of new stuff there were just a few interviews in there that i had already read from like previous guitar worlds or something like that but most right. of it was pretty new so yeah i'm a huge eddie fan um so, yeah, it's sad. Definitely can't believe it's been a year. Um, I don't know if it's totally hit me. Still hasn't. Well, hit you me. know, it's 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 that's it's it's interesting. I wish I kind of wish I would have had a last uh, in you know interaction or something, but um, mm. I don't know. Uh, that's a tough it, it, it's odd to think of him not around it's in my back of my head i th still think he's here sort of <laughs> yeah yeah i i can understand um i think i said i saw wolfgang in concert he was great had a great oh great his band's job. great he's doing great so yeah you know that's awesome for him uh paul Leonard ewing uh, thanks, Dave. I bought the Dunlop Echoplex pedal and the Digitech Polara on your advice, and they bumped some high-end stuff off my board. Awesome. Very cool. Single-handedly raising prices everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Dave turned me on to the Digitech, Digitech Polara as well. Thanks, Dave. Uh, it's just a simple, it's really simple and just sounds great. You know, it's like, that's it. Uh, I have never tried one in person. I have never seen one in any rig I've done, and I have never played one in any way, shape, or form, so I have no comment. I don't know. Yeah, I've never played a PRS amp. 
I I yeah. wanted to play the uh, Tremonti uh, lunchbox head one one time, but some guy was hogging in at Guitar Center forever. I was like, all right, I'm leaving. Forget it. <laughs> I'm I'm out of here. I can't be here any longer. <laughs> He's sitting there wailing for like a half hour. Um, I, I mean, it might be great. I've heard some videos and stuff that sound pretty cool. I, I mean, I don't. I just don't know. I mean, I I can't really. I don't like to comment unless I played something. Yeah. Uh, Klaus Heimberg. Hey, Dave and Mark. Just wanted to say the new Tad EO34 STR red bass tubes sound amazing and your amps. Hopefully these new Chinese tubes stick around for a while. Yeah, I have a sample set here and I have not listened yet. I'm, I'm just about to. Um, yeah, hopefully... And they, they, they have a, a lot of other things coming, too. This is from the other Chinese factory that's been around a while that did mostly hi-fi tubes, I think. And um, supposedly there's some preamp tubes in the works and different things. So uh, hopefully we see a bunch more of stuff out of that. But now that you said that, it makes me really want to try those tubes. Yeah. I got to put them in the amp here. Interesting. Are they new? Yes. They're, they're a new tube. Well... Uh, so, so essentially, when the Chinese factory went away, Tad was kind of stuck, and and so they, I'm pretty sure, uh, contacted this other factory that generally makes uh, high these hi-fi tubes that are, have been in existence for a while, and um, to make some tubes for them. And this is a new design, supposedly you know, uh, EL 34 and, you know, guided by Tad, supposedly. I, I always say supposedly with this stuff is because I just never know what the real story is. Um, but so, yes, it's a new, completely new tube that is a new EL 34. Wow. So, um, yeah. And physically it looks great and it seems rugged and seems strong and seems good. I haven't, I don't know. Unfortunately, the only way I'll ever know is if we put it, decide to put it into production, and see if, and yeah. see if it starts failing. Gotcha. Um, I mean, currently we have lots of EHs, and those work well. I mean, um, we'll see. Well, I'll have to check them out. Thanks for the heads hey. up, Klaus. It's hard. It's hard to tell onesies, twosies. Like it could work for forever in one amp, but yeah, uh, when you put it in a thousand amps, then then you find out if it's really good or right. not. And unfortunately, that could be catastrophic too. Right. Yeah, you really have to do some <laughs> testing first. I mean, tubes are warranted for um, three months, so if it doesn't fail in three months, we're okay. But <laughs> but still, I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you know, we get some guys though that will, will will email me and like think, "Oh, this amp's lifetime warranty, right?" So the tubes, right? No, <laughs> I don't know. We see, you know, what's your warranty on your light fixture and your ceiling? You know, it does, but it doesn't include the bulb, right? Yeah, exactly. What about the cable? Uh, unless yeah. unless it has a lifetime light warranty. Um, by the way, I want to remind, remind everybody, please hit subscribe and click the bell. Uh, we would appreciate it. Uh, we want to hit 20,000 subscribers sometime soon. So uh, get on that. We should have lots more. Yes. We Real, should. Re realistically. 
We really should. I don't know why we have less, but that's okay. I'm happy with what we got. But um, but please hit the subscribe and also check out Sweetwater. Uh, in the in the uh, description below, we have a link that we provide. And if you guys purchase anything from Sweetwater using that link, it gives us a little kickback to the show. It helps us pay for the podcast and little stuff like that. So we would appreciate it. Um, and let's get back to the questions. Uh, Dave, is that a Chris craft rack in the background? Any chance yes. of getting them into bad distribution? Well, I mean, Chris craft racks are made by, uh, ANS encore case company now. Um, so they were originally design was purchased from the original owner, uh, uh, Stins, um, who was a, a great friend of mine and then uh, ANS put them into production and then ANS got purchased or consolidated with encore cases. So those are available through them. So yes, that is, that is John Shanks, uh, new guitar rack that he's using, going to be using in Bon Jovi because his last one I built him right before the pandemic got wrecked in a shipment. Really? Long story, yeah. It was a disaster. <laughs> oh. So yes, it's an elaborate it's an elaborate system. So as as only he would have. Uh we've got a really nice super chat from Jima fifty one fifty and a Van Halen fan too, I I assume. Um thank you for the Hefty super chat. Love the show, guys, and Dave especially for all the help over email. My question is too long, but we'll just ask Dave over email, but wanted to say thanks. Oh, wow. That's really nice of you. Well, thank you very much, and I'll be sure to answer that for you, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> I'm scared now, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Casey McNerney, I'm not sure if this is your question. Whose drug dealer rack is is behind Dave. Um, John Shanks. John Shanks. <laughs> He's not a drug dealer, though. Not that we know of. Um, if that was your quest question, Casey, let, let us know. Um, hang on a second. Now I just passed a bunch of them. Okay, got them. Okay. Combustion. Uh, any chance of getting Jim Root from Slipknot on the show? Love the yes. show. Yes. Okay. Uh, and thank you for reminding me because that shouldn't be a problem. Um, hmm. Because he plays some of my amps and stuff. So, um, and has for years. And, and he's a nice guy. So, would love to have him on, actually. Cool. Let me see what I can do. You know, the funny thing is, like, like I've dealt with so many people over the years that sometimes I just need to be reminded. <laughs> like, hey, what about Jim Root? Oh yeah, I know Jim Root. Ooh, yeah, I didn't think about him. <laughs> you can't scroll through your phone. Or well, sometimes if they're in my phone, sometimes they're not in my phone. They were email oh. contacts or things. I did that the last time. We got a whole bunch of stuff. Right, right, right. And I yep. scrolled through my phone. Like, oh yeah, what about him? <laughs> Uh, oh, Jima5150 says, you know it's going to be Van Halen related, Dave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. That's that's all I want. Oh, you're definitely not the only one. 
Well, that's fine. We've gone down this rabbit hole a million times, so I know I know it like the back of my hand. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Klaus says, Tad is now getting Chinese tubes again, red base series. They are awesome, 6L6 and EL34. Right, that's what we were just talking about. Okay, this one, all right, perfect. I didn't know about the 6L6s, though. Yeah, there is 6L6s also in the red base, uh, which I haven't totally checked out yet, but we have samples. I will. Mr. Anderson, uh, just wanted to say that I watched the Jakey Lee episode for oh, like God, the 99th time. Sorry. <laughs> I was 40 years old before. Now I'm 30. LOL. <laughs> you got younger? <laughs> <laughs> what a beautiful soul. Please bring him back. God bless you, Jake. Jake's going to come back one way or another. Uh, we, I, was, I recently saw him in Vegas and... Um, uh, he said he wanted to do that, and maybe we're going to have someone on with him. We'll see if that actually pans out like the way we would like it to. Oh. <laughs> it, it, I, I'll tell you this. The next show probably will be slightly more sober. Oh, sure it will. Or at least for me. <laughs> <laughs> slightly? Just slightly? Yes. I think, you know, You're still gonna I, I think at least... I think at least um, all the extra stuff won't be around the one bottle of liquor. Right. So <laughs> it'll just center around one bottle. Maybe. And, and maybe there'll be three people. So it might, it might kind of help down a little bit, but you know, but I think that's what everyone liked about the last episode. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Everyone I, wants to watch a good train wreck, right? But it, I mean, it started right from the very beginning with Jake. I mean, he was he he was raring to go because, like, even when I did the intro, and he goes, "Well, that's a raring start." <laughs> he is a super dry, witty, yeah. uh, intelligent guy. And, and he likes to bust he, your chops, and he loves yes, and that is lovely. I love that about him. Uh, it's fun to hang out with him mm -hmm. and it's a pleasure. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was great. At first I was like, uh oh. <laughs> you know, but <laughs> you know, kind of like, what do I get myself into here? Uh this is an interesting question. Uh Chad Spittle, hey Dave, will we see a small box synergy module? Is that uh, kind of like not it's not in the works yet. I wouldn't mind doing it. Probably will come eventually. Next up is a BE Deluxe module. Hmm. Hoo, hoo, hoo. Ooh, you heard it here first. Or, or I didn't say anything. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, that's cool. Um, what was I going to say? We got a lot of super chats. By the way, uh, Pete Thorne is starting his show at 1130 your time. I know with Brian Gearhard from Top Hat Amps. Yeah, and yep. uh, super cool amps. Um, been around for a long time. Brian's awesome, dude. Uh, got a he's a, he's great. So when we're done, go over there. Yeah, definitely. Please. That'll, be, that'll be at two thirty our time, uh, Eastern time, and eleven thirty. Eleven thirty here, so he should be and walking we'll, in here anytime. And we'll probably end right around that time. Right around that time. So you just yeah. literally just move over. Yep. 
Alex B, if running separate preamp into a power amp, do you need to run the power amp up to a certain volume to have it open up and feel better like you do on all in one amp configuration? That's a good question. I've wondered this myself. And keep do you keep the power amp up and lower the preamp or do you you know, I I would say Well, here's our line. It depends. depends. <laughs> um, it depends on what power amp we're talking and what preamp we're talking. There's a lot. There's a lot involved with that. Um, I would. I would say this. Try it both ways. See what you like the best. Try it with the power amp up and the preamp down, and vice versa. See what you like the tone of better. I mean, either way will work. Um, I mean, in, in a, in like, say a PA system context, generally speaking, um, you, uh, turn the PA on 10, the, the power amp on 10 and then adjust, you know, what's feeding it like a mixer or something. Um, I don't know. What have you seen people? Generally do? speaking, generally speaking, in a in a in a guitar power amp in a rack, you're not really driving that power amp into saturation ever. So it probably doesn't really matter. Gotcha. I do find that if I open it up a little bit instead of having it like super low, if I open it just a little bit. Well, yeah, then, it sounds a yeah. little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah. Um Okay. I mean, in, in, in the past, like you would, you would set your preamps like in, in a rig, like from say the eighties or something mm -hmm. where you have processors and stuff, you would set your preamps, you know, where the, the, the output level was around half or something on the, on the preamp, which is how hard you're hitting the effects and you hit them at a certain point, And then you would, then you would just adjust the volume. Mm -hmm. at the power amp and or a mixer that you were using there that fed the power amp um so that's generally how it was done then there i mean with rack effects there's a certain like signal to noise ratio sort of that you should adhere to and you, you need to hit the inputs at a certain level and then yeah, adjust after but if you just like say preamp into a power amp straight and there's there's no rules really Hmm. Yeah, it matters if you have the effects in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. Um, okay. So Bernard G, uh, thanks for the super chat. My rehearsal room is next to the public rail network in Austria that works on 110 KV and 16.6 hertz. Uh, what can I do to re reduce the 16.66 cycle interference? I assume it's not the same like 50, 60 cycle hum. Hmm. Ah, uh, good question. It, it's really kind of a question. Is it in the air or is it, if it's in the air, forget it. There's nothing you can do. Um, if it's coming through the power in some way, maybe there's some way you can condition it a little bit, but I doubt it's coming through the power. Um, that's a tough one. I have to hear what you're talking about. Hmm. Can always send me a video. I might be able to give you a better idea. Would would a uh, 
any kind of hush type of system you know, i mean or, uh, you know here's the thing i mean like if it's not coming through the, in other words if the guitar is off and it's not really coming through your rig then the pickup is just picking up the stuff in the room and it's in the air and there's nothing you can do whatsoever um hmm. yeah so no uh, that sucks yeah I don't. I have to hear exactly what you're saying because when you're telling me all this, it's like I, I have to hear. Mm. Yeah. Well, email Dave Bernard. Um, Enrico Ruotolo, thanks for the super chat. What power amp or guitars amp power section would you use for making IRs? Well, that's a very good question. Like, if you're making IRs, generally, a lot of people use a very neutral power amp. Um, meaning uh, flat. Uh, but if you want to bake in some of the power amps characteristics into the IR, then you'd use like a guitar amps power amp. So there you go. Okay. I think Mike Torn's going to bring a guitar. So cool. Awesome. Um, and I have a drum set here so we can we can play. Uh, let's see. All you guys that are so interested in playing. That <laughs> <laughs> would uh, never cross my mind ever. To just You'd get more like, hey, let's go to a local bar. <laughs> <laughs> I love playing. I love playing. Um, um I maybe I'm a I'm just I'm constantly bombarded well you want to get in away my yeah. everyday life in every facet bombarded with guitar right. it's, it's guitar all day for you so I all get it. day all night all time ever so like yeah i don't want to i want to get away from it every once in a while <laughs> i get it i get it if i was yeah. doing it for work every day then i probably would be like yeah Mark, be like, mike, Ugh. mike let's go out to Go out the no, I, but don't get me wrong. I mean, I love this stuff, but you know, it, yeah, it, after, it, a while. after a while, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's just go get a drink at the corner. <laughs> Trust me, I get it. Uh, like if you asked me to do my job on, on the weekend, I'd be like, no, no can thanks. we still be friends? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. of course. You're not using a modeler, so yes, <laughs> Quentin, always with the funny ones. Um, Vale Avenue, thanks for the super chat. I hear two BAMP designers talk about how amps have a stiff or loose power supply. I think in terms of capacitance values, can you please explain how capacitance makes the power section stiff or loose? Oh, okay. Well, um, the higher capacitance values, the stiffer the power section will be. Uh it will also change the complete EQ curve of the power section. Um, generally speaking, um, higher values of capacitors will make it a little more scoop sounding, uh, a little more bold, low end, so to speak. Doesn't always translate to being tighter, though. It's a, it's a very weird, touchy thing. Um, just because you go crazy with, like, say, your main filter cap in an amp, 
and get this huge thing does not mean that it's going to sound better or or necessarily even be tighter it, it it changes the the eq curve that you're hearing um again it depends on the amp we're talking and it depends on really it depends on that what i mean what what kind of amp we're talking you know where what kind of sound are you going for where i i think everything within reason I mean, I don't think you can go too high. You, you can't go overboard with it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't doesn't sound good. I know for me, like when I had the Splawn amp, yeah, it was very stiff. Is That's that- a combination of things. It's not necessarily the power section. Um, it's kind of a combination of circuits too. Circuits mm-hmm. can also seem stiffer or or saggier depending on how they're kind of uh, the recipe that's used. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's more of a feel thing than it is. Well, it is a feel thing, but the stiff and loose thing can also be an EQ curve thing. It's a weird, uh, mm-hmm. like if, if, if you say, Hey, this is a little soft sounding and I up the filter caps, it does change the EQ curve of what you're hearing. Um, not always for the better. Mm. Um, more specifics I, mm. I i would need more specifics like if you're trying if you're you're trying to shoot for something what is your what are you shooting for mm. what amp is it gotcha gavin t thanks for the super chat has dave ever serviced colby mods or tim caswell does he have any um, unique input about those both um i serviced a couple Colby mods for Billy Duffy um, that he had forever. Um, but I serviced it. It was too hard to dissect what was actually done. Uh, some of it was hidden and different things in that amp, so I never really dissected it. I, I also didn't think it's necessarily... I mean, if you said it kind of the way Billy Duffy said it, it sounded really good. But anything too much in either direction was a little bit weird sounding. Uh, Tim Caswell mods, I've worked on them. They've been dissected like crazy over the, the internet. They've always sounded good. It was it, they were cool. Um, I think there's plenty of schematics out there of what what's going on there. Hmm. So um, that, that's a cool mod. Cool. Um. I, okay, I thought I saw this, Dave. I have a JCM two thousand fifty watt. The clean channel stopped working. Dead board, or can it be fixed? DK Wilson. Uh, good question. Could be all sorts of things. Could possibly be as simple as a tube, maybe, or it could be something on the board. Um. Take it to a local amp tech and see if they can figure it out. If it's the DSL 50, you'll have a better chance of getting it fixed than if it were one of the more complex ones, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that that complicated of an amp. So, I mean, I think any good, you know, repair person could deal with it. Mm. Uh, Stephen Bryant, thank you for the super chat. Really appreciate it. 
uh, hefty one. Love the show. Appreciate all the nuggets from Dave. What about me, man? I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I've learned so much, Dave. What's, what, <laughs> what's the thought behind your AC30 as a head and not a combo? This one's on my list, but not grooving so much with needing another cabinet. Okay, well, I mean, I can do it in a combo, but there's, there's, in, I mean, maybe it will happen in a combo, but there is inherent issues with combos. Putting a head that close to the speakers is always an issue. You have vibrations with the tubes. If the tubes are slightly microphonic, the speaker just makes them vibrate. Over time, the speakers actually cause the tubes to become microphonic also. So that's the real issue with um, that. And and frankly, it's just easier to carry a little head and a 212 cabinet than it is a 212 combo. Um, so that's that's essentially it. I can offer it in combo. I probably will. Um, I probably will, to be honest. Um, but... I would prefer not to if I could get away with it. Hmm. Well, Stephen, really appreciate the uh, the super yeah, chat. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, could it be done? Sure, it probably can be done. I I might do it. Uh, you know, uh, it it just it comes with issues. Hmm. So you know, this doesn't exist yet. So when I was speaking before, it was like. Yeah, maybe I won't offer that. I, nothing's in stone yet. So, right. Well, maybe I will. Yeah. Gary Pedro, uh, on the Synergy Baseman module, if you set the cathode switch to two or three, position one being stock, would it be closer to a JTM 45? Uh, no, not really. Uh, but you're more than welcome to change that switch to anything you like. Uh, the basement is not necessarily a, a 410 basement. It's kind of like a whole other circuit that they got going there. Hmm. Uh, any word on Jerry Cantrell coming on the show? Not no. Yet. But we'll work on that. I keep saying that. I really work on that. It's It's a process. It's a process. You got to go through management. It's a whole thing. But we'll we'll hopefully get them. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave, have you seen the new Blackstar tube pedals with proprietary IR-like stuff? I have not. I saw something with that. Um, I didn't really look too closely with it, but... Yeah, I mean, I saw the tube pedals briefly. I just didn't pay any attention. <laughs> gotcha uh steve zrb thanks for the super chat i have a sin one and want to upgrade to either the head or sin two power amp is there much of a difference in sound between them also will there be a sin four uh there are new sin products that are coming um so one of them might be something like you're talking um uh, how soon that's going to happen, um, I don't know. Don't hold your breath right now. Uh, as far as the power amp versus the amp, I mean, the power sections are a little different, but um, 
I wouldn't think they're that much different. I mean, the power amp's quite good. So, I mean, um, and it's kind of a nice small package. So, um, and it's stereo then. So, I would I've think got the power amp's cool. I've had all three. I've got the Synergy 50 head. Mm -hmm. I've got a Sin 2, and I used to have a Sin 1. And um, they all sound the same, pretty much. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go. They all sound the same, pretty much. I, I mean, Steve, Steve ZRB, Zerb. I mean, there's, you know, there's going to be a slight difference in tone because of the, the, like you said, the two different power sections. Power sections are a little different, but they're basically right. It's basically the same. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can get the same tone just by tweaking the, uh, the EQ a little bit. Yep. So, um, Andrew Paul, thanks for the super chat. How about Trace Foster as a guest? He seems like a great guy. Trace would be awesome. Uh, actually, that's a good idea. Thank you. Uh, Trace uh, it has been, in most recent years, Angus's, Angus Young's guitar tech. Uh, oh. Previous to... I mean, he, he's done a million gigs over the years. He's a guitar tech uh, for... Uh, I mean, he's been with Melissa Etheridge. Uh, um, he was... Um, um, he's your butler's tech for a minute. He was... Uh, Angus Young's. He was uh, Steve from ACDC before Angus Young. Wow. And um, a million other. Oh, um, uh, also um, uh, Joe Perry. He was his guitar tech for a while. Uh, that'd be a great idea, actually. I just wrote it down. Cool. Remind me. <laughs> I will. Uh, Gary Pedro with will Synergy ever make a storage case for modules? That'd be that cool, would, wouldn't it? It would be cool. I wish they would do it. I know that other companies are doing it, or at least one other company has a case. Who's that? Uh, I thought it was um, Tuki or something, or no, it, w it wasn't. I don't think it was Salvation Audio, I think it was um, the other one, Jaded Faith. One of those two companies had a case that they were selling. Mm -hmm. I can't remember which one. BOD uh, pedal. Does it sound the same as Synergy variant? So are you saying does the BOD sound the same as a Synergy module? I would think. Um, man, that's tough. That's tough to just say. I mean, like a Synergy module is an all-tube. It's the actual preamp section of, of whatever, BEHB. It's the actual tube preamp. The pedal is just a simulation of that sound in a solid state pedal format. Uh, and then it's designed to go into a clean platform tube amp. So they're really two different things. Synergy module wouldn't be used into the front of an amp. It would be used into a power amp. So very different. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find my way back here to questions. Okay. That was Andrew Paul's question. I got that one. All right, here we go. Uh, Average Joe Gat, 812. Thanks for the super chat, man. Um, hi, Dave. My 68 Deluxe Reverb reissue, the red line is super noisy. Is this fixable? Nice amp otherwise. The 68 Deluxe Reverb reissue, red line. So that's the newer 68 hand-wired reissue, I'm assuming. 
Uh, noisy. I mean, I would think it would be fixable. I don't think I've actually worked on one of the reissues. So, um, probably something simple. So, yeah. Okay. Hopefully, you can bring it to somebody and get it fixed. Music is like a drug, Mike Torrance says. I agree. Uh, I can make you up, make you down. Um, let's get Jim Root and Machine Gun Kelly as co-guests. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, no. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I saw that uh, Machine Gun Kelly was playing at some fair and people were throwing bottles at him. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Vipas Patil, hope you're doing good, man. Thank you. Dave, thoughts on a Synergy BE module in the loop of my Sir Badger versus a BEOD pedal? I have the pedal and it sounds amazing. This is similar to what the question was before, uh, but just curious how big of an improvement it will be. Well, I mean, the module would rep replace the preamp section of the uh, Badger. Mm -hmm. So how much of an improvement? I can't really tell you how much of an improvement. Maybe you love the pedal into your Badger. If you love the pedal into your Badger, I mean, hey, do it. Um, it's impossible to say how much of an improvement. I, it just replaces it with an authentic Friedman tube front end. So that's the best I could tell you. How it sounds into the return of the Badger, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I just want to give people a heads up that it's uh, 2.13, so we've got like 17 minutes before uh, we'll jump off. So, and then everyone go to Pete Thorne's channel. Exactly. Go watch Pete. Um, Boogeyman, thanks for the super chat. Guest suggestion, Lean Dirt Hoxma of Hook Amps. Awesome guest uh, guitarist besides Amp Builder. Has a great new solo album out. Okay. That's a thought. Yeah, um, interesting amps. I've not I've not heard them, but I've seen the, the whole yeah sh shifting number. I haven't heard it either. Yeah, um, hook. I'm writing it down. Okay. Um, Technomancer with a super chat. Another big one. Thank you. Thank you. But I, where's your question? I don't see your question. And I don't want to just take your money and not answer your question. Um, BV, can you message me? If uh, uh, this is a good idea, I got there's another super chat here, which I'm sure you're going to get to. Um, oh, well, there's a few. I'm sure I'll get to it. Um, Robert Bogdan, super chat. I would like a recommendation for a KT66 tube. It's for a circa 1965 JTM 45 base head. Well, there's not too many around. There was Chinese made ones, which aren't around at the moment, although still available. They were quite good. I think there's one that uh, Sovtech makes under the EH brand. That could be a good choice. Uh, probably stay away from the JJ one. Go for the EH. Okay. Uh, John DeShane, what's up, man? Uh, Dave, best 8 to 12 pedal pedal board. I'm assuming yours are not available. I'm running the Coix DC7 
Uh, do I need your buffer bay? Uh, well, yeah. Buffer bay. Do you need my buffer bay? Maybe if you need a buffer and you need a patch bay uh, possibility or um, uh, best. I mean, best. There's there's just different options, you know, like uh, temple audio boards are quite nice. I mean, if we're if we're throwing mine out the window here because uh, they're not available at the moment, um, mm -hmm. um, the fire kind of killed our stock and oh too bad too because we just got all new stock <laughs> right before the fire but the fire killed our stock so they're, they're not going to be available for a while again mm. uh i mean temple audio boards are, are beautiful they're, they're they have some cool features and they're quite nice uh they're a little soft on the on when you're stepping on them slightly but they've got some ways to kind of fix that up a little bit um there's other custom boards um, that I do if you're interested in them that are cool. Uh, you can always contact me about it. Um, it's hard to... Here, here's the thing. There's um, Vertex makes some nice boards that are done by fixed pedal boards for them um, that were sort of originally uh, something similar to that I did custom with fixed pedal boards. Fixed pedal boards is actually um, um, Chapman Sheet Metal, which is actually someone who makes all my amp chassis and everything else. So um, I can do custom boards through them and do stuff like that. Um, the Voodoo Lab um, metal pedal boards are quite nice. Um, depends on what you're looking for with your board. Do you want it flat? Do you want it angled? Do you want... What kind of features do you need? What sort of the board setup? Just email me. I, I can help you through this. Hmm. Okay. Um, 40 Grit. Hi, Dave. Just wanted to thank you for all your wisdom. Any updates on the Demartini? Again, please take my money. <laughs> <laughs> no updates. Uh, well, thanks. Might for happen. No updates, though. It's going to take a while. This takes a while. Like all this stuff takes a while. It's just not to, I can't just like instantly start making things. I wish I could. Yeah. I'd like to take your money. <laughs> I also don't want to take anyone's money before I actually have product. Yeah. So I've learned a long time ago. I don't take deposits for anything ever. If, if I do take a deposit, it's a very tiny one. And it's like, you know, here's a $200 deposit on a, you know, on a 3000 plus product. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you take a lot of money and you don't deliver, people get mad and we don't want people mad. And, and, you know, if I take no money and just make a list, no one can get mad. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's yeah. true. Uh, you put me on the list. God damn it. Where's my amp? I go, you didn't give me any money. I don't have any. <laughs> right. Why are you getting mad? Yeah. Don't get mad. I mean, I just put you on the list. So I just want to say, I don't find a question from Technomancer. So thank you for the super chat. Thank really you so much. It. And if you do have a question, please um, ask or, or and or email, email freedmanapps at gmail.com would be fine. Or mark at um, tone talk mark at gmail.com um okay i'm just going to scroll back down here uh jordan tomb uh thanks for the super chat pickup suggestion 
for 76 Les Paul Custom into a Friedman small box head for modern rock punk with lots of response from the volume knob. Pickup suggestion. Do you have original pickups in it? Because I kind of would think just leave them. Um, I mm -hmm. like T-top um, 70s Les Paul pickups. They're not the highest gain in the world, but they're great. Okay. Um, okay, no question yet from that guy. So BB's checking. Um, Axe 84 channel. Thanks for the show, guys. Looking forward to getting my Synergy Plexi module back from Dave's Magic Workshop. Oh, God, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know whose that is. And uh, yeah, okay, I'll get it done. Sorry. Been here a long time. And oh, really? My fault. That's he's giving you a gentle nudge. Yes, he is. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you. That's fine. Um, yeah, actually, the JCM 2050 watt, the Jeff Beck choice of amps, he did use the, that amp a lot. Jeff Beck will use anything. <laughs> really? Yeah. And he still sounds, sounds in like his Jeff hands. Yeah. yeah, he still sounds like Jeff Beck. Yeah. Uh, Michael Geese, uh, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Dave, I have a question in regards to a third power kitchen, six valve versus your BE5100 deluxes. I'll email you. Thanks. Love the shows. Okay. Email me. I, I've never actually heard uh, a, uh, um, Delana's amp, um, the kitchen sink thing. So I don't know too much about it I've, I've heard some of it it seems to sound cool yeah i'm sure it's made well so i don't know but emailing uh can we get steve albini on the show would love to have steve albini that would be awesome you know him? no i don't know him but i think we can probably contact him through his website he'd be amazing okay awesome what about russ parish on the show not satchel <laughs> i don't know if he does the uh not satchel thing i don't know if he does the not satchel either <laughs> or satchel that might be fun yeah i'll do that i don't care <laughs> he's funny as that that's funny uh cecil music said oh Okay, let me ask this for Al, Al Scott okay. Music. Uh, uh, would it uh, would it make it last longer? Um, I can mod Synergy modules. But first of all, would it make it last longer? I it just less less vibration on the tubes. I you know will it last longer? I don't know. Not necessarily. It'd be fine. Okay. Yes, I can mod modules. And do. Is this the question from Cecil? Uh, yes. Uh, you know what? To be honest, no. There's not much uh, uh, use um, because the the plane, like uh, essentially a toroid would be used to have a, a lower field hum from a power transformer, but it's not really necessary in a amp that has a transformer mounted on top of the chassis. It's just, I don't think there's really any benefit, to be honest. All right. Uh, let's see. How about Wolfgang Van Halen for a guest? He's on the list. He's on the list. We're working on that with his publicist. So we do hope to have him on. Yep. He's still torn though. 
any news on the new Friedman Synergy modules or Friedman and or fried egg projects? I don't think the fried uh, egg's happening. There's no fried egg thing happening. And um, the modules, there's going to be a, I think we mentioned it earlier. So yeah, it's going to be a deluxe module that will come around eventually here. Yeah, no fried egg, though. I do have a prototype of it sitting near me. So, no. Oh. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Yep. It's going to have a bunch of switches on it and stuff. Um, it will have, uh, it'll have, yeah, some various options. Yeah. It's cool. Cool. Uh, Adnan Suleiman, Suleiman, uh, mm -hmm. thanks for the super chat. Uh, will the big flake sparkle finish be offered for the Cali and NoHo 24s? By the way, saw the Kaleido Detroit based open for Sebastian Bach last night in New York. The Freeman Vintage T sounded insanely good. Hmm. I don't know Kaleido. Sorry. No, I never heard him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, eventually, yeah, sure. The big sparkle flake sparkle will be offered on other stuff. Sure. What are they offered on right now? Uh, vintage tees. We just literally oh. just got some. Right. Yeah. Gotta love the sparkle. I know you're not into sparkle finish though. No, that's cool. Actually, the big flake yeah. sparkle. It's good. Okay. It's sparkly. It's sparkly is what I said. Yep. <laughs> uh, vale Avenue. I heard Dave talk about being a childhood childhood friends with Marty Minui from Motor City Guitar. Marty is the best and would be an awesome show guest. I think that might be a, a really actually it might be a good guest. I don't know if it's a widely known person, but I think um, I think there's a lot of story there. We and should. Have I, I think that would actually be fun. Be a lot of fun to do. Let's do it. Yeah. And he runs an amazing guitar store. I'd love to go there. Um, no, Akira does not speak enough English to be a guest. Uh, uh, although I, I actually ha had reached out to him about that, and um, he he didn't feel comfortable with it. So, sorry. Understand, um, Jerry. Uh, Dave, how'd you hook up with Billy Rowe? I own a Heartbreaker, and it's hands down the best LP I've played. Amazing builder. I've known Billy for a long, long time. Before even our situation with Boutique Amps Distribution, we were exhibiting at NAMM shows with them. Hmm. So, known him a long time. Uh, oh, Technomancer said he didn't know why the question didn't come through. We'll get to it. I'm almost there. Uh, hey, guys, any comments in the evolution of the high watt DR-103 in the 70s? I have a 74-4 input and a 77-2 input. The 77 breaks up earlier. Um, you know what? I have to look at the specific schematics. I mean, there was just some minor things that were done. Um, I, I'm not like the absolute high watt expert, so I'd have to double check that. So I, I can't really answer that. Mm -hmm. um, Armando, I think you asked this before, but uh, hey, Dave, dig the Chris Craft rack in the background. Any chance bad can take on their business so product could be available in outlets like Sweetwater? Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. But um, yeah, so no. But you can order it. 
You just can't finance it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, 40 grit. I would like to make a $200 deposit on the D martini. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Here's, here's the big problem with making anything right now getting transformers. I, I, I literally can't. The, the naked run of amps I am making, I can't get the transformers right now. Mm. It's it just going to be a while before I get them, and and it's not that I can I can't just take them from my production because we have a limited supply that we're getting. So, uh, in the past, I would have been able to just pull them from our production transformers and use them, but because we're getting such a limited supply, I can't do that. Otherwise, I'm crippling my production. So, um, this is an issue right now. Mm. Seems like transformers are like the biggest issue these days. One, one of the biggest issues. Well, it's, I mean, it's not an issue. It's just that it's back. They're just they're just swamped because one, yeah. two things. Uh, pandemic, but mostly the issue with that was because uh, magnetic components, who's a major transform was a major tr transformer supplier to the industry, went out of business, hmm. and they went out of business, and then all of a sudden, Habor was the one that was left. So Haybor, it was swamped. So that's that's the deal. Gotcha. And and so they're catching up and they're doing better and it's getting there, but it just takes a little longer. Matt Johnson, Mark, what's the story on the Explorer behind you? Is that a Gibson? Yes, it you, is. You answer that. I'll be right back. <laughs> yep. Okay. It is a Gibson. Um, uh, and what do I think of it? I love it. There's uh, some issue with the... Um, I'm not a big fan of the fretboard, uh, so it seems to be um, it's like kind of cheaper rosewood. I don't know. Um, the fretboard material is just kind of okay, but I mean, it's a great guitar. It sounds great. It plays great. I just can tell that the wood on the the neck is a little cheap, or at least cheaper than uh, what's on my last Paul, which was made like a decade earlier. So, um, but it's a, it's a Gibson. It's nice. Um, I have seen explorers. I got a really good price on that. I actually paid 1200 for it. Um, but I've seen others that are going for more. And of course, finding a lefty is hard. Um, so, but, uh, I like it. It's a great guitar. It sounds good. I've contemplated changing the pickup in it. Um, so we'll see. All right. We got a few more questions and then we're going to end. Yeah, it's eleven thirty. We got Ann P. Thorne's show starting. Okay, combustion. Thanks again for the super chat. Um, any mods for my BE fifty deluxe you'd recommend besides what's already being getting done? Purple Tolex, different knobs. Uh already getting done. Um, I don't know what you're already getting done. <laughs> Not sure who you are with the name, and uh, I I do have a purple Tolex headbox that's sitting here. Um, email me, please. That might be easier. Okay. Uh, so Necromancer, I believe that was his name. Uh, just he didn't he didn't have um. Wait, wait, can he explain a bit? No, no, no that was Michael Nielsen. I'm sorry. Sorry, I was looking at BV. Uh, 
Mark, he says, just thanks for Dave for the info on the Jose Mots. So, oh, is... okay. Awesome. Uh, okay. Thanks for the super chat. All right. We're Thank just going to very much. Uh, if you could bring Bill Finnegan on Klon Siberia, it would be awesome. Of Klon Siberia, may mayhem guaranteed. I don't think he would come on. Yeah, I don't know. We can try. Uh, he he recently did a video on YouTube and didn't even show his face and said, "I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to play." <laughs> so, okay, I, well, there yeah, you go. I Done. have a feeling that he wouldn't do it, but I'd love to ask him. Um, let's see. Any more super chats? Nope. I think that's it. So, guys, we got to go. Let Pete yeah. have his show. Yeah, let's go see Pete. Go see Pete Thorne on his live show with Brian Gerhard from Top Hat Amps. Yep. And our next show is with uh, October 23rd with Tim Mills from Bare Knuckle Pickups. Oh, that'd be awesome. And we're looking forward to that. So, everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Bye. Take care.